Learn to be you, the podcast. Real talk, real people. Welcome back to another amazing episode. Um, we're on episode two already of season three of the Learn to Be You, the podcast. Today, I have my amazing wife with me again, Leah, and we have the wonderful Karen with us. Um, so I'm going to hand over to Karen. Would you like to tell the listeners a little about you? Uh, yeah, sure. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast. I uh, really appreciate it. So I'm Karen Ramsey-Smith. I um a I, I suppose you know I'm known as uh, what I do in 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 real life I suppose is <laughs> I'm a coach I'm a transformational coach um I'm also I'm also a mentor um I also supervise coaches and I'm a mindfulness teacher so that's all the hats that I wear um all together I guess um that's what I do as a profession. Um, but me, myself, I'm a single mum of two grown up children. I have a lovely dog, Harry. Um, and my purpose in life is to be myself. That's what I feel my purpose in life is. And to help other people to do the same and feel happy, alive and live their one precious life to the full. So in that's kind of the foundation of me and what I help other people with. All of those other things are all kind of extensions of that. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The purpose of me is to be my I love that because my my little catchphrase is I, I, I do things the J way and I want to help people find their way. So I think that was a bit similar. But yeah, I think that's the thing. I love that. Leah, I'm going to invite you because I can't wait anymore. I get always get so nervous. I don't know what to say and then I don't shut up. But Leah, would you spin the wheel for us, please, so you can let us know what we're talking about today? Because, Karen, you gave some amazing subjects. So I'm looking forward to this. Okay, so let's see. It'll work. Here we go. So we've actually got, I don't know if you'll see it, Feeling Alive. Feeling Alive. Amazing. Awesome. Feeling Alive. I guess that that's the thing, isn't it? The, these conversations, I love the way I like to call them our rainbow conversations because we'll start talking about feeling alive and end somewhere else. But but that's the fun of it, isn't it? I guess for me, I guess the older I've got, the more alive I feel because I feel like like what you just said in your, your intro, I've more aligned with me. So I feel more alive. I don't know. Yeah. Anyone else got their thing? And I'll go from that. Feeling alive. What's that bringing up for people? I think for me, it's it's definitely come with age for me personally. Um, and letting go of the ideas of who I thought I was supposed to be, what I thought I was supposed to be doing, all of those shoulds that about life. Um, the more I have let go of those shoulds and the way that I had been brought up and the things that I felt I should be doing 
and the things I felt I should be saying and all of the all of the other things that I guess that expectation has gone significantly now I've got to my early 50s so yeah I guess I I see that I see what you're saying I'm not I don't you know that feeling alive has come from me peeling off those layers and being able to be more in the moment and more appreciative of each moment rather than be worrying about tomorrow or having that that pressure of things that I'd carried with me from the past um because I'm more in the moment and I have a better ability to do that I feel freer in myself and 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 for me that's where that aliveness kind of comes from I love all that Leah what's what's fear what's this subject bringing up for you um I think I'm still trying to find myself so I don't feel that I am fully there yet with the whole feeling alive and just like and just being I guess I think that's what um being able to just be and not feel like I guess like what you was just saying there, Karen, like the should, so like you should be doing more, you need to be doing more. And I, I find myself still in those moments of almost putting unnecessary labels on myself at the moment. So I think, I'm, yeah, I'm just still trying to find, I guess it's almost like trying to find where you actually fit what is what is it you're supposed you, you is it supposed is you're supposed to be doing or I'm not sure I don't know I tend to overthink a lot <laughs> so I think that's kind of um where a lot of my issues I guess lie in the just being alive mm-hmm. and just being in that moment I love that I think that's the thing though isn't it it's it takes time, and I, I agree with you, Karen. It's it's with age, and the more I love the way you said, the more you put away. Because the more stuff I've got rid of, the more bags I've put down, the more I've let go of, the more I've learned about myself, the more alive I feel. But I feel like it's still a bit of a journey. But I, I say, I, I kind of hear what you're saying, Leah. Right? Do you mean like kind of like your purpose, like like what you feel your purpose is? Did you mean like kind of that? I guess so. I guess it's just. Um... And I think sometimes because I, I guess it boils down to as well, like the the way I have changed since that like we've mentioned many a times on several other episodes about the um, arthritis and fibromyalgia, I kind of like got lost on that journey, um, not being able to physically be able to do what I was able to do beforehand. So... I guess it's still trying to learn to live with the conditions that I have now not and not allow them to define who I am. So I think I push myself almost too much to try and be who I used to be, whereas obviously I'm physically not able to be that way anymore. 
So I then go into that almost spiral of um, not being enough or being a burden and that kind of thing. So I think that takes away from the feeling of being alive. Um, so I guess it's like, I guess it's like, um, that's a factor of it as well. Interesting. No, that's the thing. I think, I think that's the thing because feeling alive could probably mean so many different things. I feel like the more I kind of put down and the more I kind of, I kind of last year kind of said the quote of, of, of I'm trying to be nothing because by being nothing, I'm everything. And I kind of, don't think that probably for some people makes much sense but actually it's it's I guess the thing is for me the more you feel like you're picking up I guess you feel like that's when you feel alive but it's the more I've put down that I felt alive and I guess yeah I don't know if that actually makes any sense <laughs> but actually yeah Karen what what I don't know it's kind of like maybe we can give some kind of things that maybe we've done because obviously you're still on your journey and you can jump in it on, on things that kind of we've done to kind of get to the place we're at because it's still a journey and I guess there's still places we want to go but how did you start connecting into feeling more alive? Well I mean I, I could go back to when I was a child and the moments that when I felt alive when I was a child and for me, this is this is how I get back to that, um, because I've always loved being out in nature and I've always been very connected to nature and chasing butterflies and holding dragonflies and all the rest of it. And so that for me is like a really simple way for me to cut through all of the bullshit of what's trying to bring me down. And I say what's trying to bring me down, as in all of those things that I get hooked into, those stories about what's happened to me, where I am, what I can't do, all of those, who, why, what, where, everything. And give myself permission to just be that child again and like hold that child's hand and just say, you know, it's I can still have these moments even though. So I'm going to use the example, I totally understand what you're saying, Leah, when you're talking about your... I'm not comparing in any way because obviously I can't be you and I don't know what the pain and everything and the the circumstances that you're in, but I can only think about and 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 tap into my own experience of the of the losing my partner to suicide and losing my mum and dad to brain tumors and like the the and having like contracting adult asthma and and not being able to breathe like uh, in with a virus and that was really really scary so those types of things I know have happened to me and, and have in some ways left long-term effect I still have asthma today for example and there's some things that I can't do I'm, I'm trying to not put the story into it and just saying that that's the plain simple truth you know there are some truths aren't there there, there, mm -hmm. there are realities in the moment that we have to live with but the thing is we can create meaning and stories on top of all of that moment which creates us so much more suffering than we already have and I think that's what you're what you were saying 
Um, yeah, definitely. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I. I think I'm very good at disguising the pain that I'm in. But I think at the same time, that's my downfall. I'm not open enough to be able to say, this is what I need today. It's a jail, jail um, fully back what I'm saying here. It's like, if he's asking me something, it's like getting blood from a stone in what I actually need. And I think that's my way of... Because I'm so aware of, like you say, the stories that you can attach to the reasons, the factors, so to speak, um, to then make that almost spiral. I'm so aware of that, so I'll just keep pushing through. Where in actual fact, for me to say, no, I'm in pain today, I cannot leave the house, no, I'm not going over to your mum's or I'm not taking Jaden to baseball today or whatever it may be because I'm in pain, I can't drive you there. But in my mind, I'm like, but then you're creating a story because actually you can just, it's a, you're only driving, it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal, just do that. But in that. So I'm almost disempowering myself and not allowing myself to just be alive in that moment if, even if that is just me needing to be in bed for the day, that's still just being alive almost. Mm. And I think that's where, so I think it's difficult, isn't it? When you're on this journey of like personal development, self, self-love, self whatever the journey you want to call it, like the whole that whole thing, it's very difficult to really let go of the facts that you have learned along the way on that on on like you say falling into the stories and you know you hear it quite often don't you but you're just telling yourself a story that's bullshit or you know because people are very quick to pull you pull you up on the what sound like excuses you're coming up with but it's actually not an excuse this is fact this is my life you you know so you kind of get into that sort of well I do anyway like into that sort of like I guess it's putting on the mask isn't it putting on the mask of the brave face and now everything's all rosy well actually no today's been pretty shit <laughs> you know that kind of thing and I think that's where I I struggle I guess um with it with the whole um uh, letting people know that it is the fact this is how it is this isn't me making an excuse but actually feeling okay with people not believing that story not believing what i'm saying because i know it's the truth it's not me just making up a story does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And there's that whole thing as well, which I um, I don't know whether you resonate with, but for me personally, like my whole journey has been about like learning how to express myself, learning how to express myself because I didn't, I didn't have a voice when I was a child. And so part of, you know, for me, part of feeling alive is being able to express myself because if... I used to be very insular. I used to just think I was shy. <laughs> I had to, that was the story I had in my head. 
that I was a shy child and I didn't know how to really interact with people socially. So I just didn't. I just stayed on my own. Like, and I was on my own a lot throughout my life because of that story. But that what the reality of what was going on was I didn't really have a voice as a child. I was told to be quiet. I was told I was arrogant. I was told I was like, I, I wasn't, you know, I I wasn't heard. And so when you're not heard as a child, you don't express yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally get that as well. Cause it's, like, it's very similar with me. I was a um, quiet child. I, there's a lot of trauma attached to my childhood. Um, so I guess that, like you say, that plays a factor because certainly when you're doing the exercises of going back into the inner child, and like you said, for you, it's going back to that child and finding what filled you up as a child to make you feel alive today. For me, when I look back, I can't... I, I say I can't I actually it's again it's going back to that story thing so I'm trying to stop myself from using that word but I actually cannot think of one thing from my childhood that gives me that joy to allow me to be to feel alive so I, I get that's another I guess another thing that makes it quite difficult for me um and this isn't the whole I'll oh, feel sorry for me or anything like that you know it's just I think it's just showing that you know everybody's story is different and it's okay to have those moments of not feeling alive and not knowing how to feel that way because of the the upbringing that you've had or the traumas that you faced even like from your adult life you know it doesn't even have to be like that 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 deep into the the child does it that inner child stuff you know everyone's story is different and it's okay to I guess it's just it's okay to not be okay sometimes and that's say like you know try and say that a lot but a lot of people I think don't believe that it's like well no it's not and I think like you say using your voice is the most powerful way of being able to show i guess i guess being alive is just like someone coming through there it's actually being vulnerable as well as showing that vulnerability isn't it and actually having this podcast where we're doing like you know that learning to be you and this is the platform for that isn't it to just be like no actually i can't resonate with that but that's okay Yeah, no. Oh, I think we lost there a minute later. You're back now. I, 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 I totally love what you said because I, I, as a child, was told I was shy. So that was obviously someone else's story. So I didn't have a voice. And I guess that's when I felt more of when I started to speak because actually people are like, whoa, you're actually quite wise, Jay. Do you know what I mean? And I think I was spent a lot of my time growing up on my own questioning what was wrong with me because I didn't have any friends and I kind of, I don't know. I kind of interpret that now that if I didn't spend all that time on my own working things out, then maybe, well, definitely probably wouldn't be the person I'm now. Cause obviously did quite a lot of self-inquiry growing up and kind of, yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? And I think that's the thing, isn't it? And this is why I love these conversations let alone that we're putting this out for people to listen to. But I learned so much and it's just so beautiful to hear. And like 
resonate with other people, but also realize we're also different. But yeah, I, I guess a lot of for me feeling alive is is letting go of other people's rubbish, other people's stories, the things that have been attached to me, like. I was a shy person. I'm no way shy. Leo will tell you this. I do not shut up. This is the thing. And I guess you go around the people, don't you? And with that story, and then you feel like you've got nothing to say. But actually, around the right people, like I could talk on this podcast. Sometimes I have to really pull it to the end because I could talk for hours with the right people. So I guess it's just letting go of the stories, isn't it? And for me, the powerful thing has been self-inquiry and kind of just... I'm not, I, I don't mind journaling, but I quite like making videos of myself and I kind of listen to them back and actually learn stuff there. But yeah, I, I guess it's an interesting subject of, of feeling alive because as far as going back, as, as thinking about like what you said, Karen, about finding things that make you feel alive from when you were a child. I love nature. I would, Maybe that does lead back to childhood because I used to be out playing all day. But I find it quite hard to kind of, well, I guess, I guess obviously I have loads of toys behind me. People, if, if they saw, would see I have, that, that's back to my childhood. But I guess it's like I said this on one of the um, calls that were on in the morning. I find it quite hard to go back and, and kind of connect to fun sometimes because I am so conscious. I am so aware that sometimes I'm too aware, if that kind of makes sense, to really, I guess, unless you're on the right people, connect to being that quirky, silly person that I am away from people. Does that kind of make kind of some sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So I want to go back to what Leah was saying about, I think you said something about like sometimes like just if you're just sitting and you're not doing anything, that can be just like almost like a simple like feeling alive. And I really resonate with that because going back to like the traumas and things, when you've been through like deep trauma, you do appreciate the peaceful moments. You do appreciate like, the simple things in life so I know I'm talking about like going back to like my childhood and like feeling alive and feeling joy and feeling free and that sort of thing but what I guess what I'm trying to accentuate is that that's a very simple thing that I feel it's not something that I I have to gain by having different things or nothing else needs to happen I just need to connect to that simple thing of being alive so I remember when I was really poorly with asthma and I had this virus and I literally could not I didn't know I had asthma I didn't know so it was the first time I'd contracted it and I was at home and I couldn't breathe and it was the scariest thing I've ever been through in my whole life and when I could finally breathe again I was just like oh my god this is like it just connected me to my breath so much and it was like oh my god I can breathe again this I just appreciated my breath so much similarly when I lost my partner to suicide I always tell people the story it's not a story but I re I recollect that moment that when we found out I just grabbed my children I was I was just I just in that moment just felt so grateful that they were okay 
And it's just little moments like that where you just, to me, those moments kind of bring you back very deeply into the present moment. And for me, that is what feeling alive is. It's not like trying to find this like secret magic, like state of <laughs> state of being. It's actually what you were saying, Jay, is actually you just let go of everything else that is taking you away from being in that moment, if that makes sense. No, we ha- I, I can totally raise it that we had a moment where my mum, because she's diabetic, she had a, a pancreas trampo- transplant and they kind of put a pancreas in that wasn't good enough and we nearly lost her. Um, and I think the moment we fell alive is when when Jaden got brought up to the hospital and we just had him there, didn't we? And we just felt alive and kind of, yeah, no, I totally resonate with you. It's those moments, isn't it? And it's those simple things. And I, I think a lot of what I, I kind of find is really helpful, especially with the young people, is the simple things. It's all the simple things that I, I guess we overlook sometimes that are really beneficial. And I guess those moments, in that moment, there's nothing else that matters. And I guess I guess you feel alive. Like when Jaden was born, I felt mm-hmm. alive and I never felt so much love. In yeah, it kind of I hear what you're saying. It's like it's like it's like a, a feeling, isn't it? It's like it's like when I allow myself because I don't give myself enough time to to when I see my visions, when I when I when I see I could call them memories because they're like memories from a past life. That's that makes me feel alive because I see the horses in my visions running past and I, I just feel like nothing else matters and feel alive. No, I I'm I'm totally yeah. I've just like, it's just like an insight just dropped there, Karen. And I was like, yes, that's it. I know what she's talking about now. I got it. I love that. Because you're in the present moment. And, you know, if we want to go really deep into this, the present moment is where everything happens because we can only ever live in the present moment, right? Everybody, everybody kind of gets this concept. But the deeper concept to it is that that is the only moment. There isn't anything else. There isn't tomorrow and there isn't yesterday. That's only your mind can create that. So in the reality is that there is only this moment and there only ever can be this moment for anybody who is tapped into that consciousness, if you like. So if I you love take that. that as a, yeah. And if you take that as a as a as a truth, mm-hmm. then you know that everything is happening now. So those when you're tapped into your visions, Jay. That's why you feel so alive because you're fully present. And that's when we we connect to, you know, like when you do your work, Leah, that's when you connect because you're fully in the moment. You're fully present when you pick up other things. You're picking it up because you're being fully present because you're listening. And and this is, you know, this is what the practice of mindfulness is really ultimately when people practice and they allow themselves to fully let go. They are fully present. And um, yeah, sorry, you can say. I fully, actually, that what you're saying to me there, like what you've just been saying there, fully um, resonates with me because actually it is in the moments that I am alive, I guess, is when I'm serving in that way, when I'm doing my tarot readings or when I'm doing my, they're giving my spirit messages and, you know, like Karen, I've recently done that for you. Um, 
but it is in those moments where I I do feel alive and I have that almost buzz of energy, like because, like you say, it's like just fully in that moment, the outside world, so to speak, just doesn't exist. It is in that moment, and I think like it's very. I think that what you said there is actually very poignant, if that's the right word to use there, because actually we don't sit in them moments very often, do we? We don't sit in those moments of actually just being here now, like being on the podcast right now, nothing else matters. So you can have that, you're you're fully able to embody that feeling alive and that, like the breath and feeling the, the nerves before we come onto the podcast or the excitement building as something resonates with you or, you know, all them kind of things because we are fully present. We don't have the distractions of um, our phones or the TV or anything like that. And I think, I guess that's what it's about, isn't it? Really coming into the moments like this where nothing else matters because your attention is solely on that one thing. Yeah. And 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 we'll all resonate with this when I say that when you're holding space for somebody else, like you held space for me, Leah, and you hold space for the others, Jay, or and you in that in that state of being present and listening to another person holding space for another person, for another human being, you give them that that you give them that gift of your presence if you like and in you know when I was having the reading with you I mean I don't mind sharing when I haven't having the reading with you Leah I wasn't really present because I was very stuck in my story I was very emotional you know you held that space for me by being does that make sense yeah so in a way you you know that is and I talk about compassion a lot in my work because for me, that's what compassion is. You're, be, you're, you're being present with that person. That the word compassion comes, the word passion originally comes from suffering. And, and the word calm is is community. It is to be in suffer, you know, to, to be supportive, that understanding community with someone who's suffering. That's what the word compassion is. And so, you know, for me to be like truly compassionate, you have to be present. You have to listen. You have to listen to understand rather than judge. And yeah, I I mean, though, you know, when, when I think about feeling alive, that's what it really is. It is letting go of all of the judgments. It's letting go of everything that distracts us from being fully present and and that and that's probably why we all do what we do it's because it does it does make us feel alive to help other people i totally i totally resonate i guess for me when you were talking it's like feeling alive is my heart and i can feel it in my heart like on the morning calls i drop in my heart um when i'm on sessions with young people and even adults i'm in my heart because i'm totally there serving listening holding space being present and i guess if i actually think in my own life those moments when i'm in my heart is when i'm being present and it's not enough it's like i just thought as you were talking about my son when he was younger and and young children you totally have to be present because they don't let you be any other way um and i kind of 
struggle that with that sometimes. Now Jaden's older, he's 12, and really feel beat myself up a bit sometimes that I'm not fully present with him. But I think I'm going to take away my, my, my key point here is what you said about we only have today. We don't have yesterday or tomorrow. We only have that moment right there. And I'm going to remind myself of that because then when I am in a conversation with my son, I'm not going to be thinking about other things or I'm going to be right there listening like I'm listening to you right now. And I guess, People think because we're coaches and we do that for our people that we're good at doing it all the time. And Lyra will tell you, I'm not great at listening to her at times. And the same with Jaden. So you've really struck a chord with me there on, on, on really focusing myself on just that moment right there, because actually that's when I'm going to feel it in my heart. And that's when I'm going to feel alive because I can't feel anything else. So thank you for that, Karen. That's really, 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 really stuck with me. Oh, you're welcome. Um, so you know, for me, like that feeling alive is is freedom. It's true freedom. And and the way to freedom I have found is compassion, because there's a big link between compassion and feeling alive, feeling free. Because if we can be more compassionate with ourselves, as in understanding, listening, and be more compassionate with others, it gives us that freedom to be ourselves, to express ourselves. And it gives other people freedom to be themselves and express themselves. Um. And I'm I'm a huge fan of Thich Nhat Hanh, um, who sadly died um, last year. Um, he is a very famous Buddhist. He won the Nobel Peace Prize. And I just love his approach to mindfulness because it's very simple. And to me, like simplicity, you know, the world is, we have enough chaos in the world, don't we? within ourselves and within the world. So anything that keeps things simple, simpleness, simple is always going to be powerful. Keeping things simple. I think that's the thing though, isn't it? Because especially if, if, if obviously not everybody would say they're spiritual. Um, but I think when I'm in that space, everything is simple. I think it's my brain and your logical brain that wants to make everything so complicated. And that's kind of what I found on my journey to get where I am, that, like you said, everything that's really supported me to get here has been simple. It may not always be easy because you've got to be consistent, but it is very simple. Do you know what I mean? Like, like going out in nature is simple and it benefits you so much. Like energy, I'm very tapped into that. That's simple being present it's, it's it's not easy but it it's simple when you kind of apply it but yeah i i love i love that i haven't read any of that buddhist book you read, but I'm, I'm interested to i i've seen them around so i'll, I'll put that on my list Lee will be loving that i'm putting new books on my list i just got a few for my birthday so i'm kind of i love just reading at the moment i like reading um like the guy that wrote the four agreements i'm reading a lot of his stuff, the shamanic stuff, because that's very simple. 
the message in there is very simple and it just resonates with me so much. So yeah, thank you for that, Karen. I will look that up after the podcast. But yeah, I think this conversation has really put me deep into thought, but kind of reminded me of how simple it is to just feel alive and be really, really present. And I think like what you were saying there, Jay, as well about um, connecting to the heart. And I think that it is a very powerful thing. But I think for me, I'm a strong believer in it's deeper than that. It's the soul. And like the soul, obviously, that you've got, like, it doesn't have that heart. It's just that being, it's that knowing, it's just that, it just is almost. And I am very much, when I'm serving, it is the soul. It's just that, like, what you see, like, you know, being present and all the rest of it. That's that, that soul connection almost. And I'm very good at being that way for other people, but I'm not for myself. I don't give myself that compassion almost that um, it's like I, I'm not the passion isn't there for me and I think that's what you need to connect to and and actually it's okay to be there for other people and be that almost the server of others which I and that 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 is my I I connect that to being my sole purpose is really being able to help guide support and give clarity to other people on that soul connection but I forget about myself and I think that's where um actually having this conversation um this evening on on the subject of being alive that's where I'm um lacking I guess in that fully being able to just be alive because I'm not giving to myself what I give to others. And that is really the truth of compassion because, um, so Thich Nhat Hanh said, those who are without compassion cannot see what is seen with the eyes of compassion. In other words, we can't see the truth unless we're compassionate. Mm-hmm. And so if you can turn that on yourself, some of that, <laughs> we all do it. <laughs> if we can give some of that love and and compassion and like being with to ourselves, then look how, how much more powerful, and I'm using the word power, but not in a power sense, but more mm-hmm. how much more we can like expand that part of us that you've named it the soul the part of us like our highest wisest self we can expand that within our being because we're we're our hearts open not only to other people but it's open to ourselves as well so it's really powerful it's it's really powerful work to be compassionate with your own heart it's the hardest work but it's it's the most powerful work I think to be with your own heart no I totally agree is it's tricky isn't it because I guess I guess and this comes from people around growing up giving to everyone else and not yourself because especially I think as a parent sometimes you get this thing of giving to yourself is is selfish and is this but but what what kind of always sticks with me is 
is the thing on an airplane. They're like, put the oxygen mask on yourself first. And before I used to be like, it was silly. I'd put it on my child. I'd put it. But actually, I think the last year, especially for me being, obviously I used to do morning routines on myself, but like being part of, of the life force group, which we're all in, um, has really helped me to take that time to give to me. And I've really seen the benefit of doing that. And, and I'm so able to give more to not only Jaden and Leah, my family, but actually the wider thingy, because I'd, I'd be trying to serve everyone else, be there for my mom, home educate Jaden, be there for Leah when she wasn't able to get out of bed and then feel really angry and really like, oh my God, I've got so much stuff on my plate. I'm supposed to spin a million plates. And I guess that's, that's, that 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 takes me back to to the beginning of my journey, how I got into wanting to serve other people because I kind of found all this stuff and thought it was too good not to share. But yeah, I really see the benefit of of actually giving to myself first, um, and really tapping into my own intuition. And I and I, I hear from you, Leah. You don't do that enough for yourself, but you've come a long way. So 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 you do give yourself more compassion than you used to. So, so there's a start, and I guess I believe, to be honest, self-awareness is, is an even start before that, because if you didn't have the awareness, you wouldn't be doing it at all. So, yeah. Go on, Leah, you were going to speak. No, I think you're right. I think a lot of it is like what you were just saying, that I don't give myself that credit. And I think as well, like something that you said, um, Karen, as well, about like taking on that compassion for yourself and things like that. I think I get so much amazing feedback from the work that I do. And I that I struggle taking that on board because I don't see I know I'm I know I'm good at what I'm what I do, don't get me wrong. I do believe that, but the I think there is that almost, I guess it is that self-doubt, isn't it? And I think sometimes, I think it is still part of, it's relevant to to the subject, I guess, of that being alive. Because without that, um, with that self-doubt, you, you just, that dulls you and makes you like obviously not feel alive as well. So when I'm being given that feedback from the work that I do and how incredible it is and I'm like yeah it was good it was all right but was it really that good are they just being too they're just being nice or and it's like I struggle to fully embody that I guess yeah. and I think that's where being on like we mentioned like the um, life force morning calls and things like that um is really beneficial because even six, eight months ago, I wouldn't have believed it at all. I am a lot more open to it. I don't get so, I don't retract so much when I get those compliments and things, you know, I am a bit more like, but I still do, I do still allow them to bounce off. And I think that's something that needs a lot more work on I guess and there is like we said there is always it, 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 this is just a journey and we are all at different levels and sometimes things take a lot longer than 
you would like, but recognising the work that needs to be done to allow you to have those real moments of just being yeah. is, is it, almost like the key, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the self-awareness, 100%. Like the awareness of what you're doing is is 100% the most important thing. But the thing is, sometimes we don't know what we're doing or we don't know, we don't even know like why we're doing something. So I resonate with the whole self-doubt thing. And that for me manifested in me not trusting myself not trusting my decisions not trusting my intuition not tr- not trusting myself and and that came for me from way back when I was a child from not again going back to not f- having a voice and not because when I did have a voice and I did say what I wanted to say it wasn't listened to and so I didn't trust myself because Every time I spoke up about something, I was told it was wrong or it was, you know, it wasn't given validity. So because I didn't receive that validation, I then didn't know how to receive validation in my adult life. So then when people, I couldn't receive those compliments, I couldn't receive that, I couldn't, I didn't know how to do that. So it it was until I started expressing myself and and I'll give you an example of like what you know the 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 ripple effect and like you've already spoken about the ripple effect with with your son I my son's 23 now my daughter's 21 but it's took all that time for me to really be vulnerable with my own children and I think if you can start that at a young age and be able to be vulnerable with your children in 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 a way that is not you know it, it's in a in a caring way it's in a a way where you can encourage and support and you can be the parent but if you can allow yourself to have those vulnerable moments with your children and cry in front of your children and let them see that you're a human being it allows them to be vulnerable and express themselves and ask for what they need and do the things that like for me in my family I couldn't express when I was a child and I want to be able to you know my journey I want to be able to help my children to be able to do that I want them I want their children to be able to feel that they can express themselves and not feel like they can't trust themselves as a result you know so so I really resonate with what you just said. I love that. And and that's quite refreshing to hear because that's kind of how we parent Jaden, isn't it? That he, he can be vulnerable and he can have, say what he needs to say. And there's times because of the evidence he's had from other people that he 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 doesn't do that. But it's, it's a work in progress, isn't it? And I guess everyone's on their own journey. But actually to hear that he he does come and share stuff with us and he will talk quite openly with us about how he's feeling about stuff it's quite refreshing to hear you say that because that kind of made me go okay you are doing the right thing because I guess we don't do things as most parents probably don't that are in a box like Jaden's home educated we we kind of do and sometimes it can be a bit scary because there's no book and it's like am I doing the right thing Am, am I bringing him up the right way? So to hear you say that's what you kind of want for your children and do, that kind of makes me go, okay, we're on the right path here. 
it is it, yeah it's it's kind of yeah, however scary it is i i i want to kind of do it different with jaden because i kind of i guess jaden kind of lets us know he he kind of teaches us how to be his parents so we're kind of following his lead but i guess all the stories come in don't they of how you should be a parent and what you should do and oh my goodness he's not going to school i'm going to get his gcses and his life's going to be over and it's just like sometimes i've to back that way so that kind of just made me go ah, right thanks karen i've got this but yeah. yeah i'll give you an example like my my son um, because I, you know, I don't mind sharing about my partner. Um, that he did have, you know, he did have some mental health problems. So there was, there was, you know, a certain amount of tension in the home for for a good number of years. And my, you know, for a while, I was in that like, oh, t- I need Tom to like be brought up properly. I need him like I want him to do the things that he's good at. So he was really good at maths. He was really good at science. He was really good at all of these things, but his heart was in creative writing. Now um, we, you know, me and my partner held on for ages, but you're good at this. You've got to do this. You've got, but it, it caused him a lot of suffering. Yes. He was good at it in his mind, but that feeling alive feeling for him was in creative writing. And until I, allowed myself to be not right (laughs) and knew I didn't have all the answers and actually allowed that conversation to arise with my son and listen to him and understand him with compassion and know that it doesn't matter that he's really good at maths it doesn't matter that he's really good at science but what really matters is that he is following his heart and he feels happy in what he's doing and once I let go of all that story about what he thinks should happen in the future he absolutely thrived he went to university he's done creative writing he loves writing poetry now and he's he's a very sensitive soul so you know if I if I could have been a little bit more self-aware then which we know is part of the journey and no regrets and all of that but that that self-awareness is is what helped me to to let go, I guess, like detach from that that story I had about his life, which is which is crazy. And you think about like how parents do this to their children all of the time. They put their expectations and their story onto the child. And then the child is like, oh, this is how I've got to be. Because this is how I should be. And it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning. Like that's why it's taken me an age, I think, to sort of like learn and grow from all of the things and experiences that I've been through in my life to learn that, you know, and then that's why I came to my, I believe that that's why my life purpose is included mindfulness and self-awareness because it's helped me to let go of all of those attachments that I had. I absolutely love that. And this is, this is the thing, isn't it? And this is what I love about the people that I'm surrounded with the lessons that you've learned you're sharing with others so we can learn them and we don't have to. And I just find these conversations so empowering to hear that. And I love that because that's the thing, isn't it? You do get on the stories. Like sometimes people will put their stories on us about Jaden schooling and me and Leah will get scared and fall into it. And then I know what are we doing. He's fine. Jaden is so intelligent. He, he loves to paint. You can probably see behind me his paintings. And, and it's like, that's when he's alive. And it's, and like, he used to want to be a gamer. And how many people have their opinion on that? And it's like, Jaden, you want to be a gamer, be a gamer. 
You, you be whatever you want to be, because actually I want you to be alive. And that's when you're feeling alive, isn't it? So we've literally just done a whole 360 on that conversation. And I love the rainbow conversation. I, I've literally couldn't tell you how many points I've taken from this. I'm going to go away and digest it because, wow, this has been amazing, Karen. You you, you helped me to feel really calm. I'm usually really hyper. I really feel like I've calmed and gone into my heart space and really, really 100% listened to you. And you've literally spoke to my soul. And I, I just feel like i've learned so much but yeah if anyone has any last points to add to this this has been an absolutely amazing conversation thank you so much can i just add one little thing in if that's okay go for so, it just going back to my son like and school we're talking about the schooling and things my son had an individual ed education plan he we thought he was autistic we we you know we he had like he had to have something to fidget with when he was in school he was continuously getting told off that he was naughty he was always distracted and it turned out like we went through all of those systems and everything but it turned out he was actually just really gifted and creative so I totally believe that you know once I'd let go of all my stuff I could see like I could see what what who my son was and what my son was so just back to the self-awareness again you know and and if parents are listening to this just go with your own intuition because you know your child best. And I really, I do believe that. I totally believe that now. And yeah, don't let other people put their stories onto you and your children because you know, you know your child best and your child knows themselves best. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's about taking away the stories, but also listening to your child and actually trusting they know what's best for them too. And I, I absolutely love that. And that's an amazing point to add because it doesn't matter what you're doing. Someone's telling you to do it a different way. And you've really got to just like you say, use your voice and really just go with what feels good for you. And 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 it feels scary at times to go with what you, you know is right for your child. And I know deep in my heart, we're doing exactly the right thing for our son, but it still feels scary. But yeah, Leah, do you have any final point to add to this? And we'll wrap this up. I think it is like, I mean, like Karen, you've mentioned it several times throughout this, but it is the simple thing of self-awareness. I think that is the real key to it, of that self-awareness, knowing and feeling when something is off, knowing that you need to get out in nature or whatever it is that fills your cup um, and doing that. And I know we are not the best at doing that we know being out in nature really fills us up it gives us it makes us feel alive um but there was an exercise we done i think it might have been the beginning of this month with life force um on looking back over the last 12 months and on like you know looking through all your photos and to see what to change for this year almost and looking through that and i mentioned it to jay Actually, going through all my photos last month, we only have we only got out in nature once a month. I'm terrible at taking pictures, so I I know that it was only once a month because throughout each month there was only one day that I had the pictures out in nature, and I, and that's something that we need to bring more into to actually allow ourselves to be alive. So having that self awareness to then be able to action that feeling of being alive. I love this conversation. I could literally sit and talk with you all night.
but we'll wrap this up now um to everyone that's been listening we're going to drop below this episode all karen's deals if you want to go and check out what she's doing um yeah thank you very much karen i've absolutely loved this Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you found it just as powerful listening as we found it recording. If you would like to reach out to any of us on this episode, you'll find our details in the description below.